What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actor Lakeith Stanfield and the movie 1917. But first, let's talk about the career of actor Lakeith Stanfield. I am a huge fan of this guy. I think he is one of the best actors working today. He is on my list of people that will definitely be nominated for an Oscar in the not-so-distant future. I mean, this guy is amazing no matter what film he is in. This guy made his film screen debut in the movie Short Term 12. I've talked about this movie a lot on this podcast. Basically, every big movie star right now appeared in this movie. Brie Larson, Rami Malek, but this was the film debut of Lakeith Stanfield. And his scenes in this movie are so emotional and heartbreaking, he completely becomes the most interesting thing on screen in this film. And that's something I admire about Lakeith Stanfield, and the actors that I like all have that one thing in common. No matter how much time on screen they have in a particular movie, they can have a gigantic impact on that film. And that's what Lakeith Stanfield did with Short Term 12. He's barely in the movie. He's not the lead of the movie. He is a secondary character. He's maybe the seventh most important character in the film. Yet when he is on screen, you feel like he is the star of that movie. And that's the quality that all great movie stars have. Then he had a supporting role in one of my favorite movies of this past decade. That's Dope. Dope star Shamik Moore, Kiersey Clemens, Zoe Kravitz, ASAP Rocky is in that film. If you have not seen the film Dope, what are you missing out on? And again, Lakeith Stanfield basically steals the movie when he's on screen. He is so interesting in this film. And then he has a supporting role in the TV series Atlanta along with Donald Glover, Brian Tyree Henry, and Zazie Beetz. I mean, that show is filled with movie stars and it's one of the best shows on television and Lakeith Stanfield plays a big part in that show. Also, when I think of Lakeith Stanfield's resume, I look at how short it is, yet how many good directors this guy has worked with. He has worked with some of the best modern filmmakers. Jordan Peele, he worked with him on Get Out. David Michaud on War Machine. The Safdie brothers on Uncut Gems. And Ryan Johnson on Knives Out. This guy is not only in movies, but he's in movies directed by the best filmmakers of our time right now. And even if he's not working with with big name filmmakers, he's working with really good ones like Destin Daniel Cretton on Sure Turn 12 and Boots Riley on Sorry to Bother You. I mean, these guys were not big names at the time, but their films turned out to be of high quality. This guy, Lakeith Stanfield, is amazing at picking his film projects, and more actors should follow his lead here because he's working on meaningful films directed by the best filmmakers of right now, and that's what most actors should go. It's Of course it's about being in really good films and it's about being famous, but it's also about being in high quality films that will last. Get Out will last the test of time. Short Term 12 will last. Uncut Gems will last. Knives Out will last. Most of his movies are memorable and will last long after they've been in movie theaters.
And can we talk about Stanfield's versatility? I mean, just look at two films that he appeared in in 2019. In Knives Out, he's a calming presence. And in Uncut Gems, he's an agent of chaos. These are two of the best films in 2019. And Lakeith Stanfield played a huge part in them. I mean, I love his performance in Knives Out. And then I saw Uncut Gems and I'm like, how is that the same guy? And it's equally interesting. He can be a calming presence, not as exciting, yet he's still the most interesting thing in that film and then an uncut gems he can be an agent of chaos along with adam sandler and you easily want to follow him that's the thing about lakeith stanfield he knows how to be interesting no matter what character he is playing it's probably easier to play the character in uncut gems but he made the character in knives out just as interesting now let's talk about his best performance and it's really his first major lead role was in sorry to bother you it's his best performance he carries the film and it shows he can be a leading man he's funny and relatable in the film i absolutely love this film this film also stars tessa thompson Jermaine Fowler, Steve Ewan, and Army Hammer in a crazy bonkers role. This was probably the most underrated film of 2018 and should have been a Best Picture nominee. That's how good the film is. And Lakeith Stanfield completely and utterly carries this film. The thing about Stanfield is you can't describe to somebody how good he is. They just need to see him in something. And that's what a movie star is. You can't describe the quality that they have, but he just has it. He has that. That it factor and he is definitely a guy moving forward that I want to see do big things and just look at his upcoming films they sound amazing Judas and the Black Messiah along with Daniel Kaluuya and Jesse Plemons I saw the trailer for this movie and give that one to me now and then he's appearing in a western film called The Harder They Fall with Idris Elba Regina King Jonathan Majors and his Atlanta co-star Zazie Beetz I mean these two films Lakeith Stanfield isn't going anywhere. He is going to become a household name and it's kind of criminal that he's not already a household name. Yes, he's appeared in big projects like Atlanta, but I feel like most people outside of movie lovers don't know the name Lakeith Stanfield, yet he's given so many memorable performances already. And he's appeared in movies with major movie stars. War Machine started Brad Pitt. Get Out had Daniel Kaluuya. This Uncut Gems had Adam Sandler. Knives Out had Daniel Craig and Ana de Armas and Christopher Plummer, Michael Shannon, Chris Evans. That movie was filled with movie stars. And look, Heath Stanfield was part of that. Like he's in a bunch of memorable films, but I don't think he's yet at that A-list movie star status. And that's where I think he's headed because I think he's going to get more leading roles and he is going to become a household name that most people will know. I believe in the next five years, Lakeith Stanfield will get nominated for an Oscar hopefully for one of the two performances I just mentioned, the upcoming films, and hopefully you will all know the name Lakeith Stanfield because, again, I just think he's doing interesting work that's not getting rewarded the way it should. I mean, those movies, Uncut Gems and Knives Out, don't work if Lakeith Stanfield is not in them. He's that big a part of those movies for me, and I think right now he's a really good supporting actor, but I think in the near future he's going to be known as one of the best leading man working today. That's where I think Lakeith Stanfield is headed. If you want to appreciate the work of Lakeith Stanfield, here are the movies you need to watch. Short Term 12, Dope, the FX series Atlanta, Get Out, War Machine, Sorry to Bother You, Uncut Gems, and Knives Out. Watch these movies and realize like I have that Lakeith Stanfield
Stanfield is a one-of-a-kind actor who's only going to grow in status. It's inevitable that in the next few years, the rest of the world, like I do, will soon realize that Lakeith Stanfield is one of the best actors working today, period. End of discussion. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie 1917. Here's a quick synopsis. Two British soldiers, William Schofield and Thomas Blank, are sent to carry a message to Colonel McKenzie to call off an upcoming attack that would risk the life of Blake's brother. I love this movie. I know this was one of the Oscar favorite movies. I had not gotten a chance to watch this. I had waited forever. And this movie 100% lived up to the hype. And I couldn't recommend Mended more. Here are the reasons I love this movie. George Mackay, first off, is so good in this movie. Not a lot of actors could have pulled this off with so little dialogue. Schofield is at risk of being a boring character, but Mackay makes him interesting. Not a lot of actors could make this kind of character interesting. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue. And he doesn't get a voiceover like Brad Pitt's character in Ad Astra. So a lot of the time, you don't know what the character is thinking, but Mackay makes the character endlessly interesting. He carries this film. He gives the best performance of this movie and he probably should have been nominated for an Oscar. Like, this is one of the best performances of 2019. Then you have Dean Charles Chapman. He's a delight as Blake. He's like the comedic relief of the movie at times, but he also is the emotional tie to his brother, so it carries the movie forward. Like, I think he is really good in this role and they have amazing chemistry. Like, you don't need them to talk a lot to each other to realize that they have chemistry and I don't think a lot of actors could have pulled off these performances. Also, this film is filled with appearances from some of the most famous British actors of their time, Colin Firth, who I love in movies like A Single Man in the King's Speech. As good as the King's Speech is, his Oscar should have been for A Single Man. He makes a small appearance in this movie. Then you have Andrew Scott, who I know from Sherlock, but most people know from Fleabag. He also appeared in the Amazon show Modern Love. I really enjoy the work of Andrew Scott and he is set to appear in the TV adaptation of The Talented Mr. Ripley. I mean, I love Matt Damon in the role in the film but Andrew Scott is 100% going to kill it in that show and his appearance in 1917 is really good. I mean, it's just, it's come to that point where it's just a delight to see Andrew Scott on screen in anything. Mark Strong is in this movie who's famous for playing villains. I mean, he's always the bad guy. He was the bad guy in the Sherlock films with Guy Ritchie. He was the bad guy in the DC film Shazam. I mean, this guy has become famous for playing villains, but he also is really good as a supporting actor. I mean, he was in the Kingsman movie that were directed by Matthew Vaughn. He's been in other Guy Ritchie movies. He was in The Imitation Game. I absolutely love his performance in that film. And he was also in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy with Gary Oldman and the Guy Ritchie film Rock and Roller, which also features a great performance by Tom Hardy. I mean, I think that's one of the most underrated films from Guy Ritchie. Listen, I don't think Mark Strong is as big a name as Colin Firth, but the amount of memorable films that this guy has been in is right up there with Firth. Mark Strong is one of the best British actors of our time right now. He appears in really good films, and his performance in this film, again, it's a small role in 1917, but it's a memorable performance. And that leads us to Benedict Cumberbatch, who, yes, is in this movie. It's so weird to see Benedict Cumberbatch in a film where he 
He is not the lead character. Yes, he showed up in Infinity War and Endgame as Doctor Strange, and he's not the lead character of that film, but his presence is known. In this film, he is a secondary character. I mean, I've grown up watching this guy in Sherlock. I loved him in The Imitation Game. He's amazing as Doctor Strange. I think that's the most underrated film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I really liked his performance in this film. Yes, it's one scene. I'm not going to reveal the scene. I'm not going to give that up, but I think it's a pretty good performance by Cumberbatch, and it's interesting that he would agree to be in a movie like this. I know some people think he's overrated, but I absolutely love the work of Benedict Cumberbatch, and I'm happy that he's in this film. And the final appearance from a well-known British actor comes from Richard Madden. Yes, the guy from Game of Thrones, the guy from Cinderella, the villain from Rocket Man. Richard Madden has become a huge name. And again, this isn't the type of movie you'd expect a guy like Richard Madden, who's set to appear in a Marvel film, The Eternals, to take such a small role in a movie like this. But what I respect out of these British actors, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Andrew Scott, Cumberbatch and Madden is that they all want to be in quality movies. It's not about being the lead character of a movie like 1917. It's about being in movies that will have an impact. Again, this movie will stand the test of time because it's a high quality motion picture. I think this is a memorable film and I'm glad all of these well-known British actors were a part of this film. Now let's talk about the director of this film, Sam Mendes, who is such an underrated filmmaker. I love his other films, Road to Perdition, which features an early Daniel Craig performance and an underrated performance from Tom Hanks, and also features the last great performance from Paul Newman in a crazy, bonkers, villainous role for Jude Law. I absolutely love Road to Perdition. Then you have Jarhead, which features exceptional performances from Jake Gyllenhaal, Peter Skarsgård, and Jamie Foxx. And then you have Revolutionary Road, which has become a criminally underrated film starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Kathy Bates, and features an outstanding performance from Michael Shannon, which he was Oscar nominated for. I mean, this film, if you haven't seen Revolutionary Road, watch it immediately. And then after all that, he made this small indie film called Away We Go with John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph, which is so good and it's so unlike any of his other films. It's like the happier version of Revolutionary Road. I absolutely love this movie and I basically love the work of Sam Mendes. He is one of the best filmmakers working today. He's won an Oscar for Best Director for American Beauty. He's directed two of the Daniel Craig James Bond's films, Skyfall and Spectre, and now he's returned with this film, 1917, which is also the first movie he's also co-written. I mean, this guy is just one of the best filmmakers. When you talk about modern filmmakers, he should be put up there in that same class as Christopher Nolan and Quentin Tarantino. Sam Mendes is the most underrated filmmaker of his time. I don't usually do this, but right now I'm going to talk about the cinematography of this movie because it happens to be the legendary cinematographer Roger Deakins and nobody makes movies look as good as Roger Deakins. I mean just look at his past work these past few decades. I mean you have The Assassination of Jesse James which is the best looking western film of all time. I absolutely love that film and also has great performances but it looks marvelous. Then you have Blade Runner 2049 and you have No Country for Old Men. I mean this guy 
guy is just putting in work, making movies look glorious. That's what he does. And those free films are probably the best free, good-looking films I've ever seen. He also was a cinematographer for Revolutionary Road, Sicario. I mean, this guy makes movies that look epic in scale. Even if they're not Marvel films, he makes movies that look good. And that's the biggest thing about movies. When you put on a movie and you're like, wow, this looks amazing, you are going to strap in and go for an amazing wild ride. And that's what Roger Deakins puts you in. He puts you in movies that look beautiful. Hail Caesar, True Grit, Prisoners. Oh brother, where art thou? The list goes on and on. How many movies he's made that he's made look amazing. Roger Deakins is a true legend. And on this film, again, no war film looks as glorious as 1917. This isn't a film about the storytelling per se. It's not about the dialogue. It's about the visual. And this film is visually spectacular. It's a visceral experience. And a lot of that credit has to go to Roger Deakins for how he made this movie look. I want to talk about 1917 in comparison to Dunkirk because I think these are the most memorable war films as of late. And there are some similarities to both films. I mean, both of the leads of both movies are young unknowns. Like, I didn't know Finn Whitehead before I saw Dunkirk, and I didn't know George Mackay before I saw 1917. And both films have movie stars and small supporting roles. I mean, Dunkirk has Mark Rylance, Kenneth Branagh, Tom Hardy, Killian Murphy. I mean, those are movie stars, and they're barely in the film. I mean, that's something similar to 1917. Again, 1917 as Cumberbatch, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Andrew Scott, Richard Madden, all in small minor roles. That's the biggest similarity I can see from both films. They went with unknown actors in the leads, and then they surrounded them with some of the biggest movie stars of our time, and I think that's a smart thing to do, because it does get you interested in the movie. Like, I knew Benedict Cumberbatch was in 1917. I wanted to know how he was going to be used. I knew Tom Hardy was in Dunkirk. I wanted to know how. I knew Harry Styles was in Dunkirk for crying out loud. I wanted to know how he was used because he was a big name. But then I watched the movies and I saw that their young leads were interesting. Like Finn Whitehead is a really interesting actor. Along with Tom Glenn Carney, Jack Loudon, Anurin Barnard, and Barry Keegan who I didn't know before I saw the film Dunkirk. And then in 1917 you have George Mackay and Dean Charles Chapman. Like this, these movies are are introducing us to some of the best young upcoming actors. And although they were unknown at the time, they definitely lived up to the billing of being the leads. And the other major similarity I see between both 1917 and Dunkirk are they are about avoiding battle. They aren't about the soldiers actually fighting in war. They are about avoiding conflict, which I find interesting in a war film. And the last similarity is I think both of these films are glorious and they are moving the genre of war films forward. I absolutely love Dunkirk, and I almost love 1917 just as much. Although I do prefer Dunkirk, I think 1917 definitely lived up to the hype. But here's the major difference between 1917 and Dunkirk. 1917 follows their two lead characters till the end. It's about their journey where Dunkirk's story is bigger than the characters. Like, George Mackay is fully the lead of 1917. Although Finn Whitehead is great in 
in Dunkirk. It's more of an ensemble piece about the battle itself, about the escape. It's not about the characters. I feel like 1970 is more of an emotional story about two soldiers, one of them trying to warn his brother of an upcoming attack. You know way more about the characters of 1917 than you do of the characters of Dunkirk. And while both are emotional stories, I found 1917 to be more emotional and I found Dunkirk to be more epic in scale. I love both Dunkirk and 1917. You should definitely check out both films if you haven't. But really, you should check out 1917. It definitely lived up to the hype for me. Sam Mendes directed an epic World War One film. That's another thing. There aren't a lot of great World War One films. Great performances from George Mackay and Dean Charles Chapman. Filled with major movie stars. I definitely recommend you check out 1917. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week, I put the spotlight on actor Lakeith Stanfield in the movie 1917. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on actress Emma Stone in the movie True History of the Kelly Gang, starring George Mackay, Nicholas Holt, Russell Crowe, and Charlie Hunnam. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>